Hello and welcome to the Divine Radiance Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Maria, a Magdalene priestess, spiritual midwife, and embodiment coach. Join me and other powerful spiritual women as we explore all facets of feminine life, spirituality, and leadership, including womb wisdom, soulful online business, natural cycles, sexual healing and sacred relationships, intuitive movement, ritual craft, energy work, and food as medicine. I'm so excited for this edition of the Divine Radiance Podcast. And I know I say that every time, but I really, really, really get excited about every topic. And today I wanted to talk about completely unleashed and unbridled embodied creativity. And some of you listening to this episode may feel like you are very at one with your creative self. Others of you may be listening going, I... I'm trying and trying and trying to unlock that part of myself and I just cannot seem to bring it forward and um, it's okay. I just want to say that uh, no matter where you're at with your creativity, whether you feel like it's flowing from you like a river or you're just trying to squeeze a few drops out of the faucet, it's totally okay. It's part of your journey, and one day you will look back, especially those of you who are now experiencing the dryness or struggling to find it, one day you will look back and it will feel like a fully integrated and effortless part of yourself, and you will smile and be grateful for the journey that brought you to this place because what is coming out of you creatively now will only be possible because of the journey you went on to unlock your creativity. You know... I think most of us as children are born highly creative. We naturally create things. We share them. We don't have any shame about anyone seeing, hearing, experiencing what we create. There's no sense that mine isn't good enough or it's not as good as so-and-so's or it doesn't measure up. It's not enough. No, we just create. And then at a certain point, usually once we've hit school age, we begin to understand the concept of things that are graded, of things that are valued and devalued, of someone or someone's doing better. And we may or may not be one of those individuals. We begin to see our work through more critical eyes. And while there may be some room for fine-tuning and honing and sharpening our sensibility, giving us a sense of vision of what we want to aspire to or develop or cultivate within ourselves. At another level, those things that we learn often cause us to shut down our creativity because we conclude that, well, I shouldn't be doing that or mine isn't good enough or this isn't a valid or viable way to spend my time. Especially those of us who maybe grew up in situations where we had to start working sooner than others. And, uh, you know, there was a financial aspect to where parents or guardians or others who had responsibility for us might have said, you know, you need to put your creativity aside and kind of become an adult. Um, that That can be at play. All of these things rise up and they cause us to be less than or express less than what is really there inside of us. And creativity is like a muscle. If it's not exercised, it atrophies. It's not as strong. It get, it grows flabby in a sense. And 
um, and it's just difficult to access. And then you throw on that trauma and pain and emotionally difficult events that cause us to shut down our hearts, even a tiny little bit, all of that, you know, the less vulnerable we become in the world as a defense mechanism, the less our creativity can reach us. I've spoken elsewhere, and this is not my imagery initially, um, but this whole idea of, you know, being penetrated as divine feminine, you have to be soft and open for penetration by the divine masculine and creativity, even inspiration that leads to creative child being born. That is in a sense, the, the, uh, the penetration of the divine masculine into the divine feminine, the inspiration with into that raw embodied artistic expression is what creates such the the beautiful gifts that we enjoy on the other side and we lose that and it's hard to find it again um i had lost mine as a young child teenager moving into adulthood and then as an adult after i got married even though that marriage ultimately ended in divorce i did have a very happy period of my life where i was coming into my own exploring the world learning new things and um, my creativity began to come back during that season. And I really counted that as a great blessing. I saw it as something that was beautiful and good. And I nurtured it over the course of the seven and a half years I was married to my ex-husband. And right before um, I found out that we were going to be splitting up, I had just gotten my creativity back to the peak of expression it had ever been at. Like I was spending a lot of time in my studio. I had projects in the works. I was in a great flow. Um, I had a fourth floor. Well, it was technically third floor, but the basement. So I counted it as the fourth. An attic that had been converted into a beautiful, beautiful creative space with skylights. Like it was just wonderful. And um, I felt like I I was really in my flow and I was starting to feel like myself as never before. And then boom, the trauma of divorce hits. And one of the things that my you know ex-husband at the time said that really, that he, he really didn't like how, you know, my artistic side had come out. That was not something that he valued. And I knew on the rational side of my mind knew that, that that was his expression, that was his opinion, that was his belief. It did not reflect my identity. And that I could choose to um, express myself even more artistically in the days, weeks, months, and years ahead, especially because there would be no one there to tell me that I shouldn't <laughs> as I was getting divorced. But instead, I felt my creativity shut down again, possibly even harder than it had shut down before. And it took me three to four years to unlock it. Um, I don't think it would have had to have taken that long, but I didn't really understand what I was dealing with, how to uh, coax it back out into the world. And I did continue to paint. I continued to draw. I continued to journal. Um, my public creativity went into complete hibernation. I did continue to create in fits and spurts behind closed doors, but I didn't, you know, I didn't, I couldn't seem to get any momentum. I would just start and then I would fall apart again because of something that happened. I would have a setback 
or I would have an idea, but then I would start working on it and I would be full of doubts. I didn't know if it's what I wanted to do. And it was very confusing and frustrating. I felt like I could never get any momentum before my mind would start doubting and, you know, switching. It was like, it was like bait and switch in my head with ideas. <clears throat> and then a lot of times I just needed to literally sit in silence and stare at the wall. Um, when I could have been painting or, or creating, I just needed to like be and to fully integrate the healing that was happening within me. And I don't begrudge that, not at all. I'm sure I needed that time. There was a little piece of wisdom I received during that season that I wish now I had heeded sooner. And it was from the very first Magdalene priestess um, I ever met. Her name was Kara. She was very instrumental in my life, even though we only connected once. Um, And, you know, she mentioned, she'd done an Akashic Records reading on me, and she mentioned that, my manifesting lights were low at that time uh, from her perspective and my creativity was also not dialed up. And she told me, she said, the way back out of this is just to create what is coming to you. Say what is coming to you, paint what is coming to you, dance what is coming to you, sing what is coming to you, put it out into the world and don't censor it. Just put out what is coming to you. And I remember being just completely in awe of this idea that I could just do that because I felt like pulling teeth quite frankly at that point I didn't feel like I could just access it I couldn't figure out how to get it from my brain to my hands and out into the world but uh, I sat with that advice and I started down that path. I tried, I put a few things out and then I just felt the need to go internal again. Like I could not, I, it was, you know, not only was I recovering from this massive, massive change in my life, um, complete reversal of everything I had hoped and dreamed for up to that point, but I was also being nascently born into the divine feminine consciousness and that fledgling aspect of myself did not feel well enough or strong enough or whole enough or even born enough to put out into the world. Now, looking back on it, I wish that I had sat with the fears I had about being seen and had not forced myself to do what I was not ready for, but that I had taken steps that felt uncomfortable and risky, that all the things I was wrestling with and thinking about, I wish I had spoken them out loud in the form of a podcast or a blog rather than just thinking them in my mind or writing them in my journal. I really do wish that. And I would encourage any of you who are listening who feel like, you know, you're you're stuck creatively or you have ideas but they never seem to get out there. Literally, the policy I have now is that if I think of it, I do it, I execute it, and I move on. So if I think of a painting, I sit down, I do the painting. I work in very small pieces, by the way, for that reason. Um, I do the painting, I share it publicly, or I write the blog, or I do these podcasts, or many of them are just creative, intuitive hits I get that I sit down and I do them. And then I release it or schedule it to be released and I move on. And I really only hit on this process last year and it has completely changed everything for me. Um, Just really sitting down and creating the thing that I said I was going to create, whatever the simplest, fastest version of it is to create, I create that, I put it out. 
and then I move on. And it's creating this rhythm for me where what is thought in my mind passes through my hands, comes out my mouth, comes out my hands in the form of art or singing or poetry or writing or whatever. And then it's done. And then I, I've created it. I've shared it. It's, um, it's really amazing. It's a really beautiful experience. And, you know, looking back like three years ago now to when I first received that piece of advice, it was like, wow, yeah, just put out what's coming to you 100%. And that is my process now. But there were some things in the way that were keeping me from fully sharing myself. And some of those things were fear fear of being seen. I had a massive fear of my divine feminine self being visible. I mean, that was how the divine feminine wound, I have to hide. That's how that wound manifested in my life. It manifested in the form of this near paralysis of, of just hiding in the corner. Um, metaphorically, not allowing that part of myself to be seen and denying it even from myself in many ways. And so there was no way that I could really fully express myself because thoughts I had about the divine feminine or about anything mystical or mythical or um, spiritual that did not fit a certain theological box, any thought I had, I immediately dismissed it. Whereas now when I have that thought, I paint it, I write about it, I talk about it, I express it. I find ways to create this these things but it started last year actually with me reaching a point where I could not hide it any longer I couldn't deal with the um just that sense of veiledness like I was constantly having to hide or allude to or symbolize or mythologize the divine feminine and not speak of it openly because of the type of audience that I had or people who were in my life and I realized that I had was in doing that. I came to a point where I realized I was simply perpetuating the last 2000 years, 3 4000 years of history where the divine feminine has been mythologized. She's been underground, she's been symbolized because she could not be literal. And I was simply playing that out without even knowing it, without even thinking about it, without consciously saying, "Oh, I'm going to hide I'm going to take the divine feminine underground and that's how I'm going to engage with her I had just done it because it was obvious to me that was how you have to interact with anything that is embodied feminine mythical mystical mythological wisdom was well you have to take it underground duh and I decided I would no longer do that and one of the bravest things I've ever had to do in my life was to write a declaration of my faith in the divine feminine and share that with my clients at the time, many of whom were only oriented toward the divine masculine. And then that began this spiral of an upward positive spiral of me taking ownership of my voice in that area of bringing the divine feminine out of the closet and experiencing people who not who celebrated that and also people who thought I was completely nuts and that I had... Um, completely gone off the deep end and all of this sort of a thing and um I had to walk through that and but that was what unlocked my voice so a lot of times you know not only are there traumas and 
difficult situations that we may be working through. Um, not only is there a need for us to literally express what is coming through our minds so that we begin to create that synchronicity between body and mind, but there's also this need for us to ask ourselves, what are we really afraid of saying? What are we afraid of, 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 of people hearing? What are we afraid of coming to light? And then saying those things, bringing those things to light. Um, you know, uh, uh, literally shining a light on the aspects of ourselves that we're afraid of anyone finding out about and letting our creativity speak to that. And that is such a powerful, um, a powerful way to open your voice. In fact, I'm convinced in some ways it's the only way to open your voice because the things that are crying to be said are oftentimes the things we think we can say. And what opens the floodgates is saying one thing that we thought we couldn't say and surviving it. And I've often told women over the years that my creative my creativity has risen and flourished every time I've said, I can't say that, and then said it anyway. And that tells your muse, that signals that divine inspiration that it can, you can be penetrated. You are soft enough to let come out of your mouth what is truly in your heart rather than trying to rationalize, organize, manage it away you know, or or symbolize or mythologize it, you are willing to say it. And so now when I hit a point where I feel like my creativity is blocked, it's like, what's the thing I want to say that I can't say, or I think I can't say, or can't express, you know, it could be in painting or in, you know, a song or something like that too. But what's the concept, the content that I think I can't express? That's what I'm going to express. And literally allowing that to flow out of us and cultivating that deep faith and trust where we allow the unthinkable <laughs> to come out of our, our ourselves, out of our expression. And I understand that there are situations where what needs to be expressed, um, you know, there's confidentiality, there's privacy that may be involved, there is... Um, there may be, there may genuinely be consequences. Like I had to think long and hard about what I said about the divine feminine because I would knew I would lose clients and income because of it. And I did, I lost quite a bit of income almost right away, but it's okay. And it's totally survivable. I not only survived it, but thrived, still hit financial goals at the end of that year. I didn't even think I would hit magic happened. Really miracles happened for me that really did. And, and I think the biggest miracle of all was that my creativity started to flow at a level that's greater, I think, and richer than what it even was before I lost it in the divorce. I started to notice week over week, year over, you know, year over year, that my creativity has increased. And speaking my truth, especially the things I think I can't say, has been instrumental in that. I will also say that something that has helped to turn my creativity up 10 times recently in the last few months is moving to a location with more nature, which I also thought was impossible. And it literally, the opportunity to do it 
came up in a 24-hour period. And like in 24 hours, I went from really feeling stuck where I was living to basically being handed the keys to a gorgeous apartment with tons of parks, lots of, you know, swimming and sauna and, you know, so water basically and the ability to um, have water around me and also be able to walk in the desert, have lots of walking trails and paths and things. All of that was handed to me. Um, It was a really, 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 really like sudden fulfillment of a request that I had made that I had asked Mother, Father, God for. And it was incredible. It is incredible. And that space has enabled me to become creative in a way that I, I don't think I ever have. It was like in the quiet, I could think, I could focus. And now that I was committed to saying the things that I was afraid of saying before and discovering that I actually had the freedom to say them, now you pair that with the space, the time, and the stillness giving myself permission to paint when I want to paint, giving myself permission to sing and dance every day, giving myself permission to make time for my art and then to share it. I immediately share my art when I make it online. I don't do that because I'm looking for pats on the back. I don't do it because I'm looking for people to like it. I just do it because it's part of that policy I have, if you will, that practice of it's passing all the way through me. It, the inspiration came in, my my body became a channel for the inspiration and the inspiration has now passed out into the world. Literally the whole process has completed and and I think this is what I wish I had understood more than anything else years ago about creativity is that it is you know, you are embodying an idea. Art, painting, dancing, singing, sewing, cooking, whatever it is, you had an idea. It was in your head. You imagined it and you became the vessel for that idea to live in form in the world. It materialized, it manifested through the channel of your body. And whether that becomes a delicious meal you place in front of someone you love, whether it becomes a piece of art that you receive joy from or that someone else receives joy from when they receive it as a gift, whether you are singing and uplifting the day of someone who hears you or dancing and just really feeling the wellness and the being in your own spirit from that dance, whatever it is, you are bringing flesh and blood and bone and sinew. You are bringing steps and sounds and splashes of paint to this divine idea. And that is so powerful. It's so incredibly beautiful to think of it this way, that you are embodying a breath, an expression of the divine and allowing yourself space and time in a space that moves you where you have access to nature, where you have access to movement, where you have access to sunshine if possible, um, that helps, as does a commitment to say the things you think you can't say. Those are the most important things to say. And then finally, to just do what calls to you. If you've been painting for a long time and now music is calling to you, or if you've been dancing for a long time and now you want to paint, like go with it. You're not married to any one medium. 
And actually, the more you explore and the more you invent and the more you weave different media together, I think the better the results are going to be. It's powerful and it's beautiful and it's exciting. So just allow yourself to explore and have fun. I've taken up sacred drumming this month. Um, I am painting more than I ever have before. I'm writing again. I'm dancing and singing every day. It just feels so incredibly good. And it's all from these practices of really asking myself, what am I afraid to allow to come out of myself? Okay, I'm going to channel that. Where is the space where I feel the best and most creative and I'm able to access that part of myself? Okay, I'm going to go there. Where, you know, what what are the media that I want to work with? What are the things I want to explore? What are the things I'm curious about in terms of, you know, from a creative perspective? Okay, I am going to surrender to that. And then in surrendering to that, you discover that so much beauty and so much possibility are waiting there for you and suddenly your creativity is flowing and as my friend the Magdalene Priestess Kara said to me you start putting out what is coming to you and that is your creative practice right there and over time you start to see patterns and you start to see incredible um, the things emerge from this and you start to see your style emerge and you start to have you see that you know your own gift your own uh, legacy in the world is taking shape before your very eyes because you have allowed yourself to become the vessel of creativity and you've you've allowed your creativity to ebb and flow as it needs to. You've also confronted or sat with or loved away those fears that you've had. And the more you deeply embrace your creativity and celebrate your creative self, the more you will find people around you who also embrace and celebrate that aspect of you and every other beautiful aspect of you as well. And one day you will wake up and realize that your creativity is such a higher level than it ever was before you went through all that pain and you will bless the experience of rediscovering and reinventing your creativity because it is now more yours than ever before and no one can take it away from you this time. Now you understand how to work with it when you've gone through pain and you feel like your creativity is is ebbing because your body is expending energy and you know in other areas of emotional healing or whatnot you don't have to panic the next time that happens you know what's going on you can work with yourself you can work with your creativity and best of all you can soften to receive ever more deeper penetration of all these beautiful things and uh to be the deeply creative amazing muse inspired world-changing artistic woman self-expressive woman that you are most definitely created to be i love you so much And I will see you back on the next edition of Divine Radiance Podcast. And that's a wrap for today's edition of the Divine Radiance Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Maria, and I am so delighted that you joined me for today's episode. If you would like to check out the show notes for this episode learn more about me, my coaching programs, or anything else, you can do so at IamLisaMaria.com. That's my website. You can also find me on Instagram as That Fiery Dance. 
and also on Facebook forward slash Lisa Maria 83. I always welcome you to reach out to me, send messages, suggest topics. This is an organic and collaborative effort. Blessings to you in the week ahead, and I'll see you right back here for the next Divine Radiance podcast.